Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending when you're listening. I'm Helen and I am the host of the Inspired Souls podcast and I haven't recorded an episode for ages. I am consistently inconsistent with this podcast. <laughs> Hills and I were just laughing about it being raw and unedited and completely authentic, which is perfect because Hills is my guest today. Good morning, Hills. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. It's so lovely to have you here this morning for a, for the comeback. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. We've, I was thinking this morning, we've actually known each other for years. Years now, yeah. yeah. It's really been a long time. We met through um, the Women Mean Biz Networking group, yeah. didn't we? And used to come and be a speaker at my yeah. meetings and all sorts. And gosh, the time has gone by so quickly. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an introduction. So for our listeners, Hills, Hills Chris is a meaningful marketing, confident and conscious business coach, helping soul-led business women to grow. So what exactly does that mean, Hills? <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful, <laughs> um, so essentially, I'm a business marketing and confidence coach. And what that means is my unique perspective is very much around doing business in aligned and authentic ways. So the marketing can be done in a meaningful way. It can be done in a respectful and compassionate way. And it doesn't have to feel really icky. Um, and conscious business, I generally work with sort of conscious business owners. I work with women. So the confidence piece, um, when I started my business, and it's something I'm sure we'll talk about, um, I actually retrained and started doing personal development. So I've been working with women and with personal development for about 10 years nearly um, and yeah, so it, that's, I bring a lot of confidence work. No, I wouldn't say the mindset never quite hits it for me because it's more kind of embodied and somatic and energy and mindset. And it's kind of the whole thing I think is what kind of creates a relaxed, authentic confidence, which is kind of what I help people do. So I help them get confident with their business and their marketing. Amazing. 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 So I adore your approach. I really love it because I often people have heard me say being a business owner has been the biggest personal development journey. Definitely. Definitely. For me and everyone that I come across, I'm like, it's the biggest thing because you really have to dig deep. Sorry, my notifications are going off on my cat computer. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> if you hear ding dongs in the background, that's what it is. Back mm. to the subject. Personal development is huge. Yeah so important when running a business yeah because it's like especially something like money mindset I know that's something we're both kind of passionate about mm. and it's it, like we don't have to really deal with it when we're employed because you just go for a job and that's the salary and you don't even think about it and then suddenly when you've got your own business you've got to set prices you've got to put a price on your time on your skills and it's like ah you know and suddenly all that stuff that is there kind of rears its ugly head Completely, yeah, and then we have to really start looking at ourselves and why do we have these blocks or these issues and, you know, why do we self-sabotage? And then that involves going inwards and then we have to look back over our lives and do healing work and energy work. And that's that's why I love how you bring all of that in. And, and actually, that really resonated with me when you said mindset. It's not mindset for you, it's more confidence and actually that I really felt that in my body actually because mindset it feels like a completely different thing to yeah. the personal development that's more like the inner juicy yeah, yeah. 
stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we can we can talk a bit about um the 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 first kind of work that I trained in was um very juicy. Um, oh, well, let's let's go right back to the beginning then. Let's let's hear your journey. How did you get to be doing what you do now? Tell us all about oh, you. My journey. I mean, I'm not going to talk about childhood particularly, but there was just one little piece that I wanted to bring in. So I'm the youngest, and my I've got three older brothers, and my mum wasn't particularly feminine she didn't really wear makeup she wasn't really into clothes or anything like that so I grew up as just a complete tomboy and I was very adventurous and I was also I was out with the boys climbing the trees and doing all that and I'd never embraced like my feminine side so that's sort of a part of sort of much later in my journey when I did this um, personal growth sort of work around like feminine my femininity and I hadn't really embraced it in a way you know before then so um yeah so leaving school I guess I didn't know what I wanted to do I liked lots of lots of different things I'm quite I like variety I like change I like lots of you know lots and lots of different things and I'm could be good at lots of things so I'm a bit of a kind of Jill of all trades so I left school not really knowing what I wanted to do I mean who does at like 18 who does at 16 when you're supposed to choose A levels and things so I went to university and I did business studies um, because it was probably the most varied <laughs> kind of topic and I've done yeah. studies um, at school at AS level um, so yeah I did business studies and I loved marketing that was one of the things that I sort of started to specialize in so when I left university I just wanted a marketing job you know you do the thing you, you, you yeah just wanted a marketing job and I ended up getting a job in the beauty industry so very feminine industry generally yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't me it really wasn't me um and I wasn't a girly girl you know I was like wearing trousers and I was scruffy like I really had to up my game a little bit but I kind of upped my game in a more sort of corporate like what I thought I had to sort of look like okay. and be like and you know yeah yeah so I worked for this company for four years and they were amazing and the guy was the the owner um the MD was very inspirational guy learned a lot from him and and from everyone there and you know learn learn how to sort of work in a in an office and what have you and um but I just kept getting this uh nagging niggly voice of like is, th- is this it like yeah is this it is this what life is like supposed oh to yeah be like? <laughs> yeah like, like I was so kind of unfulfilled I was just like is this it I'm just going through the motions like there's got to be something else right um so I kind of sat with that thought for quite some time and um, I knew there had to be more. I just knew there had to be more. And I'd never taken a gap year because I didn't have the money at the time. Um, and so I decided to go traveling. So I saved up, had a purpose, you know, saved up some money. And I went away for like you know, gap year kind of thing. I was 26, nearly 27. And um, so quite kind of old, although I do it again and I was even older then. Um so I flew the day after September 11 happened for my big trip. So September 11, crash, yeah. I'm my backpack. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to fly. Everyone's going yeah. to on a plane. It was probably the safest day to fly, to be honest. It took us about two hours to get through security. Um, and yeah, I flew to Australia. I spent a year wow. in Australia. Amazing. I ended up running out of money very quickly and working in Sydney for a few months. But that was also great. Love that. Um, and then I went to Bali and um, the Gili Islands um, for like, yeah, which was like amazing for like four and a half months kind of in Asia or Thailand and Cambodia and all around there. 
um and it was it was great it was amazing I'm such an adventurous spirit that it was yeah floated my boat like massively yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely loved it came back to the UK and it was kind of that you know it was a year and a bit post 9-11 but it was we'd sort of gone into a bit of a financial crisis and recession and stuff mm. so I was looking for a job and I knew I kind of didn't really want to be in the beauty industry anymore and I didn't really know what else I wanted to do so looking for a job in that kind of context was quite tricky um all the recruitment agencies I went to were basically like there isn't much around you're just going to have to go for basically the same thing that you did before so I had a few interviews with companies in the beauty industry I guess my heart wasn't really in it um and meanwhile I ended up just having a temp job that I, I stayed in for like a year and a bit while I was looking for a job and then I eventually got another job in the beauty industry doing brand management um with a company in central London um and they were great. The company was so different to the first company that I'd worked for. They were really fun. It was run by two gay guys and it was just like, it was much more relaxed and it was great. Um, and I did the usual stuff. I bought the flat, got the cat. And then the voice, <laughs> the voice was still there, right? Okay, yes, yeah. Is, is, is this it? <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah. this is it. This I want is more! There's still more! It's still the same, you know. Yeah. And I was a bit of a partier, so I would kind of live for the weekends a little bit, not very healthily, and, yeah, you know, I was just, I wasn't very happy and fulfilled. Yeah. I did love the job. I did love the, the company, you know. Things had improved a little bit. Um, but I've been starting to read quite a lot of like self-help books mm. and coaching kind of style books and some spiritual sort of books. Like I read The Celestine Prophecy. Oh, oh yes! God. That was my first one ever. That was, wow. like my, that was my first one. I mean, not I did not, like I read all of them and that just yeah. blew my head off. Like I think yeah. I had some travelling. And that oh, that's giving me shivers. Yeah, I was like, like energy and auras and like, oh, what? I was just yeah. like like this is exciting you know yeah. and I started to get excited about something yeah and the other thing I started to get excited about in this time was um food growing and having and living more naturally so mm. the beauty industry is not natural at all and I was getting a lot of headaches so I was starting to get some real health kind of issues I was getting a lot of really bad headaches and I think it was from all the synthetic ingredients that they put into fragrance of course yeah. a lot of fragrance and in the office, people were spraying fragrance a lot. We were trying different products a lot. You know, we were, it was just, it was, yeah. It was in the air and all around you. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of natural light in that office. And, you know, so I started having acupuncture that I got through, like, kind of the work, um, you know, health scheme. Mm. Um, and I started to get into food growing. And I started to volunteer for this little project that was all about encouraging people to grow their own food. Um, in London whether you had like a balcony or just a front garden or you know you could just do it in, in, indoors and it was kind of yeah supporting people to do that so I started to learn about permaculture and like eco and growing and started to get really kind of eco and kind of natural and natural living and like looking at the toxins mm -hmm. and in my life and things like that so it was kind of like I started to have this kind of awakening really and it was a slow burn I think for me but you know in many ways um but I really started to think about um, the beauty industry and natural beauty. So there was a real emergence at that time of more natural beauty brands kind of coming out. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe that that's the way, you know, to take my career is to kind of work for a natural beauty company. 
So I started applying and try, you know, trying to find, there wasn't very many of them around, but I did apply for a few things um, mm -hmm. and nothing kind of came, kind of came out, came about it. Um, and as I said, I started, yeah, I started to get into like permaculture and food growing and I wanted to go woofing. So I don't know if you've heard of woofing, it's W-W-O-O-F and it stands for Worldwide Organisation of Organic Farms. Oh, no, I haven't. It's not, <laughs> do you know where my mind went straight away? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a different story. <laughs> oh, different kind of one for wine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's like yeah. You, you can basically go and woof anywhere in the world and okay. and volunteer on an organic project. Let's say it's a bit, it's a bit oh, more it's organic farms kind of um, now. Although that's where it started. Um, and I started looking into it, and then of course I started looking into like places abroad and going. Oh, I really fancy going to this place in Guatemala in Latin America. And then yeah. I was like, going to go for a holiday. And I was like, I could just like take, have a three week holiday. I could like woof for a couple of weeks and have like a week's holiday. Yeah. I remember on New Year's Day, I'd been out with friends. We were on the train back home. I was with a friend and I was telling her and I was like, so I could go on this holiday um, and then I'd come back, but nothing would have changed. And she was like, looked at me like I was just insane. And she was like, why didn't you just go for longer? As if I, as if it was like the most obvious thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was 35, I think. So at yeah. that time, my friends were starting to get married and, you know, thinking about families and I really wanted kids. And I was just a bit like, I'm just a bit too old for it. But of course, she was completely right. And I was like, yeah, of course. Why don't I just go for longer? Um, so I, yeah, saved up for a few months and I went to Latin America. And I actually started in Guatemala at this place that I'd found that I wanted to go to because it yeah. was just magical. It was like this volcanic island lake kind of <sighs> like amazing yeah um and I started there and then I didn't do a, whole, a lot of woofing to be fair I still had a little bit of partying to squeeze out of my system until I was, <laughs> until I was so 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 done believe me it got to that I and then at some point at some point in that trip mm. partied myself to the point of yeah I'm actually really done with this like I'm just so done <laughs> I love that just keep going into like <laughs> I like nearly killed my like honestly it was bad yeah it was bad and that again that's the story for wine I think <laughs> <laughs> so but it, was, it, was, it was an epiphany I was really yeah. like I can't I can't do this anymore I need to find some some you know some purpose something yeah a bit um and and yeah, I ended up living in a spiritual eco community mm. at the end of my trip for four months yeah. um, in Anita and it's in Nicaragua, which is my favorite country. So I ended up going all the way through Central America and then through a bit of South America and got down to Peru. And then I decided to go all the way back to Nicaragua in Central America to go and live in this community because it just mm. spoke to me so much. Amazing. And that was the most life-changing thing I've ever done was live there. Um, it was the first time I did personal development, really, in groups. Oh, my God, you can't hide, really, when you're in a group. Like, <laughs> you can have a self-help book and you can hide from yourself, right? Um, but you can. You could even do one-to-one -one and probably still hide. Yeah. You can hide in a group. Like, it's really interesting. Yeah. So personal development in a group. We did some tantra. Um, I also did my permaculture design course. Um, but just living there, it, the whole thing was like 
this sort of free, we did loads of ecstatic dance, which is where I got oh, at. Amazing. Um, yeah. Loads of like crazy meditations, like tripping, like we just, it was, you know, but con- but consciously. Yeah, like, yeah. The ceremony it was the first time I'd been introduced to like, yeah, doing any kind of plant medicine, the ceremony, things like that. Mm-hmm. It was just transformational. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, for a, a couple of times I thought I was having a breakdown like right. push to the edge like, yeah open so yeah. much yeah like, yeah yeah I hide from my shit I couldn't hide from tra- childhood trauma I couldn't yeah. hide from the stuff that I've been stuffing down you know and keeping in for so yeah. long yeah, yeah. Um, which was just it was such a gift it was mm-hmm. it was such a gift and it was it was tough and it was amazing and it was you know it changed everything and I started to get into that it's like having that spiritual practice, like being among those people and having that spiritual kind of practice every day and that movement practice and and communication and everything. I got back to London and I was just, I was a different person. I was in yeah. trust. I was in flow. I didn't have a flipping clue what I was going to do. And so like my dad, you know, picked me up from the airport, whatever. So what are you going to do now? I was like, I don't know. It'll just all figure out. Like I was honestly on drugs or something. (laughs) I was just in this complete trust. Yeah. And most people, all of my friends, nobody understood what that was like. Nobody got that. So I, what did I do? So what happened then? I ended up staying in London for a month. I had a house, um, a house sit for a friend. Mm -hmm. And then my old company that I'd worked for before I went traveling I'd actually met up with one of the owners when he was in he came on holiday in Costa Rica and he got in touch about three or four weeks before he was going to be there and he was just like hey where are you now like I'm going to be in Costa Rica next month do you want to meet up and I was in Nicaragua so I was like yeah sure I'll meet up with you so I ended up meeting up with him in Costa Rica and spending like five days with him before Mm -hmm. his boyfriend flew out um, and just stayed in this like lovely villa with a pool and everything so it was like a little yeah. moment of luxury in my you know, dirty backpacking trip yeah. and um anyway so I got back and he got in touch and he was like I you know you're back like do you want some work and I was like well not I definitely knew I wasn't going to live in London anymore um yeah. I'd planned to go woofing in the summer so when did I get back Mar- uh, yeah March I think I got back and I was planning to go woofing sort of May June kind of for the summer because I wanted to have a look around the west country and see if there was somewhere else to live yeah and I said to him well I'm not really I'm not really around you know da, da, da. um and he was like well you don't need to work from London you can work from anywhere and it was like nice <laughs> ting <laughs> yeah, and I mean this was nearly 10 years ago so this working from home thing was like not a thing yet mm-hmm. um, but he traveled a lot he lived in Canada he lived between Canada Gibraltar and London so he'd like he just always worked remotely yeah um, and I was like but I want to go and do this woofing thing and da-da-da. anyway I was like well I've got a month I've got a house sit so I worked worked for a month in the office and and then yeah I was like no I'm gonna go and do this woofing thing um in a couple of weeks and you know and he was like well would you work for us part-time remotely like what can you do and I was like well I could do a few hours a week or something because I wasn't yeah. earning any money and woofing is kind of a free exchange, you know, your food and board in exchange for money but obviously I still needed to get around and stuff so I was like yeah okay yeah. still had my flat rented so I was like quite free in that way so I was like okay so I started working just a few hours a week and then the woofing 
came to an end. I did the whole summer all around Devon and Cornwall, well, Devon and Dorset and um, Somerset and stuff. And and then I went to live with my parents in the south of France and I lived with them for six months, which was kind of weird when I was like, I think I was 36 or something. Um, but I was working for this company more and more. So I ended up sort of getting paid by the hour, but I sort of ended up doing like two days a week, three days a week. Yeah. For a while, at some point, this is over the the next sort of few few years actually. Um, so I commuted back to London maybe once a month. Saw my friends, had a laugh, stayed, you know, did a week in the office. They would pay for everything, and then I'd go back to mum and dad's. So it was all right, you know. And it was it was an interesting it was an interesting time at my mum and dad's because because I'd done all this like healing work and I'd sort of had all this awareness. Mm. It was like this opportunity to kind of just be with them in a really different way yeah yeah like why are they not different or like why can't I connect with them and I desperately just wanted to connect more and I just found different ways of meeting them where they're at rather than expecting them to meet me where I'm at so your awareness of things I imagine once you've done a lot of that work you can see things in a completely different way can't you so sorry jumping that (laughs) Oh, absolutely it was really it was a really interesting mm. time and I stayed there I guess for so long because I didn't know where I wanted to live yeah for quite a while and I had the time and space and I just sat with the question asking spirit and you know just like where where do I want to be and I thought it was going to be Cornwall for a long time and then it then it was Bristol and that came through quite strong and I'd never been to Bristol yeah didn't know anyone in Bristol and then I decided to live go and live in Bristol so it was yeah. one of those mad intuitive you know things that when they feel right oh yeah yeah yes and you kind of know I mean you know when you're more tuned in a few years earlier I wouldn't have been tuned in enough yeah yeah so anyway yeah I moved to Bristol didn't know anyone Mm. and I was working from home still for the same company which was a bit lonely because I didn't know anyone so I didn't have to get out I had really had to try and get out but I found the five rhythms group and that's where I met most of my now still um best um, so, yeah so yeah you know it was it was good um and then I started to look into retraining um so I'd actually done tai chi for probably 10 years regularly and I was going to train to be a tai chi teacher but then when I found kind of ecstatic dance it just that kind of just drew me away <laughs> from tai yeah. chi. Like, I still love tai chi and i yeah you know, I've been working with energy in that way for quite a long time yeah um, but yeah anyway so I started doing more kind of dance and stuff and I was really looking at finding some other training to do and I still don't even know how how this email landed in my inbox oh it was one of oh, those the universe was that I no idea. it must have been some affiliate link something that I clicked <laughs> on this woman in America um who created some work called the art of feminine presence Ooh. and I signed up I think I must have done a weekend and then maybe I did another weekend or something that you know she did weekend training so um I yeah I did a weekend definitely in Ireland I definitely did a weekend in Amsterdam she always came to Amsterdam to cover like Europe yeah. and then I decided to do the teacher training so that was like a week's a week or two's training yeah in Holland um, and it just, oh my God, it is the most amazing work. It's all about your um, your second chakra, you're tuning into your pelvis, you're sitting, you're being in your body. 
yes being like really sort of grounded like in your pelvis and in your bottom half of your body and and there's and so much more and energy and all sorts we just there's loads of it's sort of it's sort of a body of practices yeah yeah. in a group um and that was amazing 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 um I did NLP practitioner training as well on that time um so all time I was working part-time or full-time um yeah and and had you know time and money to to do all this training and then I then through through someone within the art of feminine presence, probably through more than one person actually, there was quite a lot of crossover. I found the work of Heart IQ um, that was created by Christine Pankhurst, who's amazing. Um, and then I did that training, and then yeah. I did the next level, and then I just like was in that world deeply for yeah. Um, and ended up becoming um a supervisor and all sorts of things. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, that was facilitator training and that was working in a group a mixed group yeah that that could that was very quite sort of processy but very organic so it could be quite constellation-y it could be quite psychotherapeutic it was really and it was and we learned how to manage group dynamics which Mm. goodness when it comes to like relationships and groups and communication and things yeah like that was outstanding to do to be able to train in that Mm. that um and to be able to hold a group I mean in the in the we used to do hot seat trainings with sitting next to Christian with a microphone on yeah and facilitating a group of like 40 people having a like someone having a massive process and like it was like bonkers it was so bonkers it was like this amazing personal development um thing like it was, yeah. it was a personal development training even though I was facilitating it was like all my stuff my <laughs> shadows my blocks oh, my, like, you know everything yeah. was, was there yeah. with, was shown with, yeah. within this circle work it was so mm-hmm. powerful um and yeah and for everyone in in there that's I mean yeah. that, it was powerful in that way for everyone that you would, yeah. just, would see the mirrors of yourself in the other people and yeah it was incredible um wow and then I guess it, there was there's lots of crossover with different things but looping back around to kind of beauty I um met a couple who uh have their own business called the school of natural skincare and they teach people how to formulate skincare products natural skincare products yeah create a business course but they didn't know how to run a like they didn't know much about the industry they just yeah. their own business and knew how to formulate so they asked me to come on board on board and we created a business course for natural beauty entrepreneurs so it was an industry that I knew inside out um and it was great and then I and then I did one-to-one coaching with the people who wanted one-to-one coaching so it was yeah. a sort of study and then a blend for some people mm. so that's kind of how I learned to be a business coach was yeah. coaching these natural beauty entrepreneurs which felt so much more aligned with my values mm-hmm. um how to grow start and grow a business and market it and all of that mm-hmm. and then we created a, a pricing course as well about how to price your products for profit um and yeah I worked with them for kind of a few years really I mean it was sort of very part-time but it kind of layered on top of sort of other things so then I started my business I, I finally left the job um <laughs> they yeah they were gonna they were gonna make some redundancies and I wasn't quite yeah. ready 
but I was I just said to them look don't keep me on like I'm gonna leave soon anyways they're just yeah add me into the like however you want to do it so they didn't make me redundant I did leave but I just said I just didn't want them to make someone else redundant that they didn't need to and then me leave it was yeah like, yeah yeah so so yeah and then I was free so I started my business almost like eight and a half nine years ago mm-hmm. and I started doing the art of feminine presence work with women's groups mm-hmm. so back looping back to the tomboy thing this was my like feminine awakening massive yeah. and I started yeah. like, like nicer clothes and dresses and now I always wear like I wear dresses and leggings as my uniform um but yeah it really sort of awakened that side of me and allowed that to come out mm-hmm. you know, in a very kind of different way um because I wasn't the high heels and makeup kind of girl so then I didn't know what is the other what's the other ways of like being feminine if it doesn't if it isn't that you know so um so yeah that's kind of how it all started and then so I did I did personal development so I did the women's circles and the heart IQ circle um for about three years um alongside the the natural beauty entrepreneur thing um and then yeah about five and a half years ago something like that I realized I was actually just really helping people with especially with the women's groups I was helping them with the inner stuff that holds them back from marketing themselves and putting themselves out there the visibility particularly oh yeah pricing and the money mindset stuff just Mm -hmm. that confidence about owning what they do and how good they are and you know all of that yeah I'm kind of just helping them with their businesses like as well but through the through the you know the back door yeah so I started to just bring it all together and I stopped resisting I never wanted to be a business coach I started my business you know nine years ago nearly um the woman who created the art, art of feminine presence also mm-hmm. did business coaching and I did a course with her and she was like be a business coach and I was like what do I know about I don't have my own business like how can I do that so I always resisted it. And then anyway, it all just started to come together and it felt right at that time. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's when I started basically doing what I do now, which mm-hmm. is business marketing and confidence coaching. So you can see how it kind of just all comes together. Um, yeah, but I, I work more with people in the service industry rather than product, which is my background. Um, yeah. So- and it's a choice, you know, that was my choice of my target market is more spiritual women, conscious women, women that want to be authentic, that care about doing marketing mm-hmm. in an authentic way, that want to have an aligned business, that want to have integrity in their business, you know, all of all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I love working with people doing transformational work. Yeah. That's kind of where I came from. So yeah. I kind of have the, the market and the industry that I understand. Um so yeah, I, I I do love working with coaches, people mm-hmm. who do therapeutic work, um, health and wellness practitioners, um, spiritual businesses, healers, anything like that. Um, but I yeah. also work with kind of copywriters and photographers and, and any kind of service-based business. Um, and I love it. I love it because I just the, the the difference that I see when I work with people from not being very confident, not being very clear, no idea where to start, not sure what to do with their time or like how to bring in money, like oh you know the whole sales thing is like icky oh yeah such a huge thing yeah so then they avoid that and seeing you know when I work with them for a few months the difference it makes and then like 
years later seeing clients that I've worked with just absolutely flying and doing brilliantly and just putting themselves out there you know and it's and getting messages and I still get messages from clients that I worked with like years ago sometimes just saying you know that it that it was transformational so that's why that's why we all do yeah, well, absolutely, because alignment is key. You know, I talk about, we always talk about alignment, don't we? And it's really important. So the kind of clients that you work with, that's aligned for you, because obviously your background is very much in the spiritual. You've done lots of personal development work. So that would be aligned for you to work with those um, kinds of clients. And it's it's so important that we are aligned in all areas of our lives, isn't it? And inner work is just key. Yeah. I think like looking back I think we make ourselves physically sick when we're not aligned and we're not authentic I think that's how it starts to show up and it can be mental symptoms um you know overthinking inner critic all that stuff it could be emotional symptoms um it could be physical symptoms definitely I know I've had issues for years not so much now um and you know the headaches that I was getting I think it was like I wasn't living my purpose. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think our our spirit, our body, everything is tries to tell us that. And if it does if we don't listen, it starts to scream in yeah. the way it can. And that is by debilitating us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't want anyone to get to that point. You know, like I just think we can all live our purpose. I do. I think we can all live purposefully, whatever that means to you know, to each of us um yeah. is that you know there's something for everyone and we've all got gifts to share we've all got our unique gifts to share. and if what, yeah. what like I just think what a world it would be if we all did that if we if say money was just nothing to do with anything we didn't have money yeah. it's just free to share their gifts and all gifts were honored and acknowledged and that's all we had to do you could yeah. wake up and paint a beautiful painting or you could wake up and clean someone's house because that's what you like doing like who cares it doesn't matter but like I just feel like the world would just be such a different place yeah I completely so agree with you I think a lot of us spend a lot of it takes a long time you know to go through life you know you obviously went you went off and had your did your woofing and your traveling and had that awakening some people don't ever get the opportunity to do that and spend their whole life in the nine to five grind doing you know doing the job they don't like doing to then retire and then you know whatever happens after that and it's like no that's not how how life should be I want to wake up every morning feeling really excited really lit up and really aligned and doing what I love doing yeah. and I totally with you everyone should be doing most, that. and most of it and I'm sure you agree with this as well is it's the inner stuff that holds us back you know yes. it's the you know, and we, yeah, can parents and we can track it back to childhood or whatever. But, you know, yeah. once you become an adult, it's your responsibility to get help with that stuff. The shit yeah. that is blocking you, that's holding you yeah. back, the fears that are holding you back. Like some people have gone through some pretty shitty things. Like I totally mm. get that. It, some people have a bigger mountains climb, but, you know, everybody, everybody can do it. And again, I just think more therapy should be available for people like. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and now now since becoming a parent, so I became a parent just less mm-hmm. than three years ago. And that's a whole other story of like, yeah, old mum, miracle baby, finally got there. I've always wanted children, yeah. finally got there. Just a, just a moment, a moment almost too late at 45. And um, uh, 
and yeah becoming a parent is really for me shining a light on like yeah just how sensitive they are and you know and how I'm doing my best obviously to consciously parent gentle parent and all of that it's it's hard as well um but yeah you know just how much people need love in those formative years to be able to have confidence kind of more readily available I think in later years yeah oh yeah absolutely because like like running a business becoming a parent is a whole other personal development journey because they yeah. really do shine your shit back at you <laughs> completely, oh, completely. Like, totally. really makes you go oh start god talking. <laughs> start talking and swearing. <laughs> you're like oh I think I say that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely when they say things they like, mm, does that come from me <laughs> <laughs> okay that comes from me yeah, yeah so true you know they're just sponges and yeah. yeah he's taking it all in and you know they're not just copying then it's that do as do as I say not as I do obviously they do as you do they're not yeah. listening to the words they will just do as you do and they if they see you you know shouting at your partner or I don't know whatever it is then that's what yeah. they're gonna that's what they're gonna think is is yeah. okay and gonna... they see everything <laughs> they see everything they it's see and feel all of it so yeah oh, it's so interesting gosh what a what an amazing journey hills it was so really interesting to hear like everything that you've been through and you're so trained in like so many different things so to be able to bring that in to help people with their businesses and with their marketing uh, is so amazing so gosh what an interesting journey I'm gonna go and look up more about woofing I'm gonna go <laughs> woofing for the summer yeah, you can do it anywhere you can yeah. do it anywhere um yeah I even did a bit when I came back and was in London I found a place just down the road and they just had a big garden and liked growing vegetables and I would go around there yeah a week or something and, and yeah. I yeah I love it that's so good there's so many opportunities limitless opportunities isn't there it's just about you know embracing every part of us I think because mm. you know you kind of go well what's woofing got to do with marketing or business or like but it doesn't matter because it's like that's they're my passions, they're my values, and it, we're all unique when we when we kind of bring those things into alignment. It's like we're all completely unique. Some people are interested mm-hmm. in that, but not that, you know. And yes, yeah, so true. And we can just we can bring it all in in whichever way we want to. You know, this is mm. oh yeah, I hate that feeling being in a box. You know, like. Because what I often like saying, like in my business, is I like to rip up the rules as such. Because I really do follow, like to follow my intuition in my business. I am a bit like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, and I, and I kind of just very much go with the flow. Because the thought of having to be following like a structure or this, yeah. this, this, and this, oh, makes me, you know, like, you know, I, I know lots of people have said like I should really niche in my business, and I know I probably should have a bit more of a structure there but it just feels really like ah I can't do it I really struggled with niching obviously because I did this this and this and this and then eventually kind of came to kind of marketing and I could niche further you know I could um but it's an interesting one that I really struggled with niching and I felt exactly the same I didn't want to be trapped because that's my so the woman that I did the art of feminine presence with she does the enneagram I don't know if you've heard of oh yes Yeah. yeah And I got quite into that. And my Enneagram is really like my biggest fear is being trapped. So the yeah. whole thing was like, oh my God, I just can't, I don't want to be trapped. I do not want to be yeah. trapped. Um, 
But what I've found is since I've niched, because it's aligned, because it's authentic, ah, yeah. niched, and as I say, it could be more niched, but as I've niched, it's about going deeper, not wider. Oh, yeah. Very different. So if you want to be seen as an expert and you want to go deep, you know, you want to go deep with mm-hmm. people and you want to go deep into something. Yeah. Way because we kind of go, oh, no, I want to do everything, which is why. <laughs> yeah. And it's oh, like shallow because we can't, yeah. we can't, we need different things to talk about that we can't really go deep. But if you That's niche true. and you go narrow, and it doesn't have to be, I think people also have a misconception about niching, that it has to be on a certain thing. And this mm-hmm. is a whole other topic. I could do a whole workshop on niching. But <laughs> like, you can niche on who your ideal client is. You can niche on what you help them with, or you could niche on like your modalities and what how you help them. Mm-hmm. There's like three things: like who, how, and what you help them with. Yeah. And you could niche on more on one and like less on another, right? So you can imagine like I have it as like a Venn a Venn diagram, and your niche is in the middle. But like you could have one really small, one really big, so you can kind of play with play with I that. Yes, yeah, so still finding movement to expand but within a I like the going deeper yeah so for example you might you've got lots of modalities Mm. so you don't want to niche on modality because you're kind of you intuitive and you have lots of different tools Mm. you might want to niche on what you help people with maybe that might be spiritual awakening or something like that yeah Um, or it could be like who so then it could be just women or it could be like women with a certain kind of business or you know it's like it's like there's just different ways that you can kind of niche but I just I'm quite passionate about helping people kind of bring all the stuff together Mm. that's not to say you have to bring everything into your business as well that's another conversation of like Mm. actually just because you can do all these things doesn't mean you know (laughs) yeah yeah some can still be hobbies and some can just be interests or or whatever but but I'm really passionate about really helping people really own and claim their like what am I here to do Mm. what am I really really here to do and to niche on that because that is going to look very different for everybody yeah and it's like just fine fine tuning how does all of those things kind of fit together so that you've just got this like nucleus of a niche of like boom yeah oh that's so cool I love it <laughs> Gosh, well, I we could talk about this all day. I think, but <laughs> I'm going to ask you to um tell people how can they work with you, where can they find you, and do you want to tell everyone about your retreat coming up? Yes. So um, I work. I obviously what I'm, I'm a coach, so I work one to one with people yeah. um over six months. So you can have a look at my website um which is uh, hillscrisp.com. I'm sure there'll be a link. Wherever you I will. I'll put it all in the comments box as well. Oh, you can find me on socials anywhere. I don't think there's anyone else called Hills Chris. <laughs> it's a very unique name. Um, my name is actually Hillary, but I've been Hill since I was about eleven. So um, I'm hillschris.com. Um, and yeah, I work with people one to one, or I have a membership as well. So a kind of a more of a low cost membership, which is a group thing. And in January 2023, unless you're listening to this late. Um, 11th and 12th of January, I'm running a business retreat called Aligned and Authentic Business Retreat. Um, And it's two days, it's online, so you can join from anywhere. And it's going to be a combination of the personal development stuff that I've been talking about, specifically visibility and the money pricing, money mindset stuff. Yeah. So a combination of that, using all my different modalities, and business sort of strategic 
goal setting and planning for your business and the idea is and I ran this retreat four years ago sort of before I had my child um and yeah in January and the 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 idea is it will start you off the the year super clear super confident so that you know what you're doing and you've and you've switched on some different you know you've released some fears some limiting beliefs and you've embraced a different level of confidence so if you want to up level you just want to have a, a better year a different year um in 2023 i think 2022 has been hard for a lot of people mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what the retreat is all about and and that you'll find on my website um just look under work with me on my website and it's on that drop down um but if it's after the 11th of january then come and work with me one-to-one Yay. amazing the retreat sounds really cool hills and i love all of your work and thank you so much for being an amazing guest and for sharing your journey it's really really inspirational um so interesting it's oh i just love hearing how like you've got to where you are now so i really appreciate it's it. only by looking back that i can kind of see how everything is kind of yeah together it's like quite yeah sometimes we need to do that we can forget like all these little pieces of the jigsaw puzzle you know, it's like I always talk about my years working in hotels and like, oh, God, I was shit at the time. But actually, my gosh, it's, brought, it's given me so many skills for what I can do now. So, yeah, it's it's good to look back sometimes to, to look yeah. at how far we've come. Celebrate as well. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. And a big thank you to all of our listeners. If you want to get in touch with Hills, all of her links will be in the comments box at the bottom. And until next time. See you again soon. Bye.